This is Entrepreneurs The Playbook, where each week I bring you some of the greatest athletes, celebrities, and entrepreneurs to talk about their personal and professional playbook to success. Welcome back to Office Hours. I'm David Meltzer, and boy, do I have a surprise for you. This is actually one of the greatest sports reporters of all time, an NFL senior insider at ESPN. Some of you may have still heard of that, even though... Uh, We've moved a little bit to the social media aspect of a bunch of YouTubers telling us about sports. But Adam Schefter, welcome to Office Hours. David, it's an honor to be with you. Thank you for having me. It's amazing to have you. And I really, as a sports guy myself, and we've been in the same circles for so long, I admire what you do as an insider and the amount of knowledge that you have and the way that you can articulate to so many people different ideas about my favorite sport, especially football. But what I really want to talk about is your heart. Um, a lot of people see someone in sports, you know, like a Dan Patrick who used to stand at his fraternity door and not let people leave the fraternity until they could stump him on a trivia question. Uh, we have to be fairly intelligent when it comes to sports and uh, all the different statistics and features and players. But what really struck me when I met you and learned about you was your kindness uh, and your empathy. And you actually even wrote a book, and I wasn't surprised uh, when I read it what it was about. It wasn't about the greatest quarterbacks of all time. It was about having a big heart. Uh, and I was hoping that you could help elevate that awareness uh, for everyone that just because you're a news reporter or a sports reporter, that yeah. people come first. And your book is all about people and what happened at 9-11 in New York. Well, thank you very much for that. I appreciate that. And uh, I think... Many times with these jobs, people see you as robotic because you're just continuing to spit out information that regards the NFL. But you know, we all have lives. We all have issues. We all have tragedies. We all have all sorts of uh, battles in our own lives. And, you know, the book that I wrote was called The Man I Never Met, a memoir. It was a tribute to my wife's late husband who lost her life who lost his life on 9-11. I obviously never had the chance to meet him, but I know so much about him. And the book was a tribute to him, and it was a way to honor his life. And obviously, I moved into his house. Uh, I took over and became the father to the baby boy who was 15 months old when he lost his life on 9-11. I basically stepped into his life six years after 9-11. And so the book was a tribute to him. And, you know, I, I don't I don't think about it as anything about my heart. I just think it's a way to honor him and the life that he led and all the people that loved and cared about him. And it was a life cut too short, way too short. He was 32 years old when he lost his life. He was working for Cantor Fitzgerald and in the sliding doors of life. Basically, that morning, um, he had a business meeting in Connecticut in the afternoon. And he and his wife, who's now my wife, you know, discussed whether he should go into the office in the morning or whether he should stay home, go to Connecticut later in the day. He obviously opted to go into the office earlier in the morning. And obviously the rest is history. Rob. Wow, it's unbelievable. Heart, I mean, the heart center in this, I was thinking about football about 45 seconds ago, you know, and, and hearing that, that's unbelievable, Adam. Thank you for sharing that story. And the inspiration behind that's incredible. Um, as I sit here and I look at, you know, I know you from just seeing you on TV all the time, right? I'm a sports yeah. fan. And um, 
looking at your social media presence and the track record that you have in your reputation and the relationship capital that you seem to be an expert at developing, my question is from an entrepreneurial standpoint, how do you manage all these different things that are going on in your world on a daily basis when it comes to your rituals? Yeah, well, I, I appreciate the question. And again, I think we all have to manage our own lives the same way. So it's just that mine's a little bit more public uh, because I do my job on ESPN and I have the social media platform that I do. I'm fortunate enough to have that. And so people see my life play out in front of them a little bit more than somebody else. But everybody is juggling the same things. I'm not any different than anybody else there. You know, we're all trying to please our employer and make our families proud and to live an honorable life and to raise good children. And sometimes it works out, other times it doesn't. Um, But my life is really no different than anybody at that desk's. Uh, We're all trying to do the best we can. It's just that mine plays out a little bit more publicly than some people. Thank you for sharing. I, my world really, uh, Adam, comes from training the athletes on the other side. So we both work and have been around a lot of athletes over the years, uh, over the decades, um, from the reporting side, from the training side. And I really came to the firm belief that true strength comes from struggles. And we see these athletes, a lot of people don't see their struggles that they went through to become great, or they went from good to great. And we know in the background that it was something that happened, that really that struggle made them better. What struggle happened in your life that maybe most people don't know about that that really guided you to become stronger to you know have a social media influence greater than most athletes and to just keep going like you have and be that inspiration well i've never thought of myself as an inspiration um and the struggles i mean man where where to even begin with that because this whole career was built off of struggles this was struggling to get into a college. It was struggling to get a job. It was struggling to make a mark at your job. It was struggling to advance in your career. It was struggling in your personal life, trying to find the right woman. Like, there are so many struggles that I feel like I've been through. Again, no different than anybody else. You know, again, you see the job at ESPN and you see the platforms and social media. And I feel so blessed and privileged and honored to be in those positions. But man, my struggles have been as real as anybody else's. You know, how about when I was in college? How about when I went to college? I didn't get to go to the college of my choice initially. I wanted to go to Penn or Tufts. I got into Michigan. Okay. I wanted to get into the fraternity. Um, my first semester at school. 50 guys going for about 10 spots. Didn't get into the fraternity. So I went down to the football office to see if they needed somebody to pick up jock straps and hand out water bottles. They didn't need anybody. So I went to the basketball office for the same type of job. They didn't need anybody. So what am I going to do? Well, I'll go to the student newspaper by accident because nobody else would have me. So you start at the student newspaper and you work your way through the various departments there. And when you're a senior in college and you're sending out hundreds hundreds of resumes there are hundreds of rejection letters pouring in and you go to graduate school only because nobody else will hire you (laughs) and you work on the side in graduate school and then you can't get an internship and you spend a year doing that and you finally get one 
in Seattle. You go to Seattle for three months <laughs> on the opposite end of where you're from, and you can't get a full-time job. Two years to get a full-time job. You get a full-time job in Denver. You don't know anybody there. You've never been there. Um, so good. You uproot your life. You, you, you go to Denver. The Colorado Rockies show up there. You want to cover the baseball team. You apply to do that because – you think that would be unbelievable to cover, and you don't get that job. You're forced to stick on the NFL. So, what struggles you want to talk about? They're, they're throughout yeah. my entire life. Like, well, I mean, struggles. I love you that. You guys will call me Adam Struggle. Like that. that <laughs> you know, what uh, I, you know, I love that. We were just talking earlier about what can we provide to the newer generation, and I really think that that is a great example because strength comes from struggles and people need to know that it's okay to have struggles. In fact, that's what's going to make you. The fact that you wouldn't yeah. even have been in your position and, if you wouldn't have just kept struggling on and it was phenomenal. I, I always say, and it's, it's so true. First of all, you know, I think younger people today, they're so used to things just happening like that. Like, oh, you want news? You pick up your phone, you go to social media, you, you want information, you want a car, let's order it on Uber. <laughs> like success takes time. Climbing the ladder in your respective field takes time. These things are just not press a button and automatically happen. Like, you know, I, I was a newspaper reporter for 16 years before I even got into television in 2004 at the age of 38. Like, I had no idea that was going to be my path. And it happened then. And I thought, I would have been happy being a newspaper reporter in Colorado covering the Denver Broncos for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. So, uh, again, these things take a lot of time, a lot of patience. And I don't know that patience is something that's very prevalent in our society today. And everybody, every time there's a window that closes, I didn't realize it, you know, growing up. I thought you take it so personally. It's a, an affront to your self-esteem. Uh, you're miserable about it. But every one of those rejections uh, just creates another opportunity for you. You know, instead of being dejected, you should say, thank you. Thank you for rejecting me. And thank you for allowing me to try and do something different. Like, again, I want to be a baseball beat writer for the Rocky Mountain News in the worst way. Thank you, God, for denying me that chance. Like, I can't even imagine yeah. having gotten that job. But that's what I wanted at that point in my life. That's what I thought was the greatest thing. And you don't even know what you will do well at, what you won't do well at. So all you can do is continue to just work hard, treat people right, do the right thing, and let it go where it will over time. And it may take years sometimes. Thank you. That's that's a great lesson, and that's a great lesson that kids, the younger generation, needs to know today. Because they might look at they might look at Adam and be like, "Well, what, he's got it all made in the shade," yeah. but struggle comes in different shapes and sizes oh, yeah. for every for every single person. And I think the struggles that he just mentioned are very real, yeah. and they all add up. And I think you know, you have an enormous amount of empathy. And David started the interview out using the word kindness and empathy. And that's what I have at my the top of my page here. And what I wanted to talk about was how and where does kindness and empathy show up in the NFL today? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well. A neat reaction. <laughs> uh, well, it, it, it's a question I haven't been asked before. So I don't know if there's an answer right at the tip of my tongue. But what I would say is, you know, we see a lot of negative headlines. And usually that captures 
the public's uh, imagination and fascination. And there are a lot of people that do a lot of good. And I know every Friday in season, the NFL Players Association honors a community MVP, somebody who does great work in the community. And I know there are a lot of people every week who post the player of the week, the, the Pepsi player of the week, the offensive rookie. Of the, I, I don't really do that ever. I don't care about that. But I do every week during the season highlight that person who is the community MVP because there are so many people who do great things for their cities, their communities, who are involved, who do give back. And I like to shine a light on those individuals for the work they do. Uh, because it's more common, I think, than people think or know. And so sometimes we'll be talking about somebody that got into trouble, and that's one person. But there are a lot of people that do a lot of good. And so I like to try to highlight some of those people, some of those efforts, and, and you hope that it becomes a little bit contagious and that somebody sees it, picks up off it, feeds off that, and then goes on to do some good themselves. I love it. And emotions are contagious. It's really, it's, and actions are contagious as well. I love that answer. Even though you didn't have one ready, you probably thought I was going to ask you, where does your empathy come from? That's a whole nother topic, but thank you so much. Yeah. Well, we do the same here on Office Hours, Adam. Uh, it's the exact point of this is to highlight the aggregation, the compounding of interest, the acceleration of being good and being kind. Uh, and that's the guests that I choose, although they come from every walk of life and we try to get to uh, things that nobody's ever asked before. And I will tell you, my takeaway and a motto of my life is every rejection is a protection. And it just takes time to figure out what they're protecting me from. And I love that comment, you know, my dream. I, I, I remember sitting on this uh, you know, bed in law school, dreaming of having a job, any job, and I, excuse my yeah. language, I, I told God, I said, if, you could just give me a job six days a week, 12 hours a day, shoveling shit with my hands, and I could buy my mom a house and pay off my law loans. I would be grateful the rest of my life. And thank, yeah. God, thank God I didn't get that job. <laughs> <laughs> I get to sit here right. with... And you know, you know what? When, when I went to school, like, I, I think, well, what if I had gotten into that fraternity yeah. my freshman year? I wouldn't have gone down to the student newspaper. I wouldn't be in the position I am today. What if... I had, like so many people, gone to law school, which I thought about doing because I didn't know what to do with myself. Well, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. And so none of this was well thought out. All of it was accidental. But there were so many rejections and so many struggles along the way that it pushed me into a spot I never would have imagined or envisioned for myself. And here we are today as a guest on your show talking about some of these struggles, which you didn't realize I had any. And thank you for illuminating in your vulnerability. So, so many kids today, that deep bench that I keep talking about can know about how important it is to have a big heart and to be kind and to do your best and learn the lessons and have fun while doing it. I love your humility. Please promise me you'll come back, my friend. We all enjoy seeing you in sports, but I'll enjoy you much more even now that I know how big of a heart and that perspective that you share with all. We appreciate you here on Office Hours. Happy to do it again. Happy to have me today. I appreciate all that. Thank you for all your kind words and thoughtful questions that made me think. Thank you, my friend. Thank Take you. care. What a great interview. Thank you, Adam. It was great. Thank you, guys. Appreciate that. Hope that worked out. It did. Hopefully, I'll see you at the Masters. Be great. <laughs> see you okay, later. You got it. Right on. I look forward to that. Right on. Take care.